0: Welcome to the Fiercely Visible CEO podcast. I'm your host, Steph Wharton. Join me as we dive into how to become a wildly in demand CEO that prioritizes balance between life and business, isn't afraid of making the scary decisions that get you results you actually care about, and unapologetically breaks the rules to build the business and life of your dreams. This is definitely going to be a first for this podcast, so we'll see how it goes. If you love it, please freaking let me know because it might be the exact kind of signed invitation that I need to maybe perhaps have guests on the podcast. Who knows? Anyway, uh, before I get ahead of myself, uh, what this is is an interview that I did with my friend Geneva. She's a mindset and leadership coach, and she is freaking wonderful. She's that kind of person, like we've been connected on Instagram for so freaking long now, it's been years, and we always consume each other's content, like cheer each other on, just like you know, like that kind of like nice friendship, like having that person in your corner, right? Uh, who just loves your content, like. Maybe doesn't necessarily like invest, but they're always there, like eating it all up and being like, wow, like that content was really freaking good. And that kind of dynamic is exactly what has led to so many freaking conversations that we've had in the DMs where we just keep riffing on what each other has posted on socials. And it's just like, oh, like that was such a good point. Like, and we share how we feel about it. And then we just keep talking and sending all these voice notes. And that literally happened towards the end of last year on one specific topic that we're like, hold up. Like Geneva was literally like, can we talk about this on my podcast? Because like clearly we both feel really passionately about this. Like we could talk about literally anything, right? So we came up with a topic. We recorded something. It was like an interview slash like a riff. And when I listened to it, like the replay back on her podcast, I was like, oh shit, like this is Good. Like, I know that sounds so like weird and cheesy and it's like K stuff, like stop being so full of yourself. But it was literally the most like epic interview ever. So I had to I just I knew I had to share it with all of you. So I'm gonna go ahead and share the recording with you. I hope you freaking love it. And I'm definitely going to go ahead and drop Geneva's contact information in the show notes. If you want to go check her out, you can even go ahead and start tuning into her own podcast, which is called Mindful. And she really just shares a lot of uh, thoughts around the inner work and the strategy that you need to be like truly confident, well-known, and be able to leverage your voice in order to uh, grow a six-figure business. It's really freaking awesome. Them. And it's tailored specifically for like deep thinking, sensitive women, which I thought it was such a nice angle, right? A lot of us can be scared to show up, to use our voice, to be vulnerable, to really step up as a leader. And she's gentle. She's aware. She is very damn supportive in coaching her clients and her community through that journey so that you can start sharing your mission more powerfully, which Haha, that's kind of cool how aligned that is with my messaging in like a very different way, isn't it? Anyway, I'm going to leave you with that. I hope you love this episode.
1: Okay, hi. So we're back with another episode of Mindful. And today we have Steph Wharton as our guest. So Steph, um, we're gonna be talking about visibility today. And She's going to be giving you some of her best tips and some of her wisdom, and then we're going to get into more of the mindset around being visible and some of the fears that can come with that and um, hear a little bit about her own experience with that. So, Steph, I'm going to give you the floor, and I'd love for you to introduce yourself, um, share more about who you are, what you do, and why you love it. Sounds good. Definitely. First of all, I want to say thank you so
0: much for having me, Geneva. This is so freaking awesome. And I'm going to like start off real quick by telling everybody, this is the second uh, podcast interview I'm doing today. And I've been doing like, that's one form of visibility, right? I've been doing this kind of thing for, I want to say at least three years intentionally. And I've been nervous all day. So it doesn't gonna get away. Okay. Like if you're nervous right now and you're like, oh, I don't want to do interviews. I don't want to speak on stages. Like, I'm not sure this is for me. Um, You're fine. You'll, you'll end up loving it if it's meant to be your thing and you'll still be terrified. So it's not one of these things that like you have to wait until you're finally ready. Um, But okay. With that out of the way, for those of you that don't know me, my name is Steph Wharton. I was born and raised in Argentina. Currently live in Canada with my wife in uh, Wine Country, which I freaking love. And basically, my journey, like let's say, long story short, because I've had a lot of freaking pivots. I worked corporate for seven years. Found my love in entrepreneurship as a hobby first. And once I went full time and started growing, learning, and working with different clients, I went through enough pivots that eventually led me to leadership and visibility as like my coaching focus and that's what I do now it's all beyond leadership and visibility which is all about like getting seen in different ways creating impact helping people uh, through your free content your paid content all that stuff so beyond that it's more about Finding your own voice, let's say it's about being able to make decisions that feel really freaking good for you, and then build both a business and a life that light you up, and then make you happy, and that you're looking forward to, like waking up to every single day, as opposed to slipping into what, understandably, is easy to do, is to instead of slipping into the hustle and feeling like you have to do more and try harder and show up every single day. Um, so that's why I love it. That's what I love. My focus is why I love visibility. Is that it provides you an alternative to showing up to connecting with people to making sales that doesn't require you to be on every single day on social media.
1: Yeah, and I love your movement cuz like I follow you on Instagram as well. And I know your movement is like a whole damn vibe and it's so it's again about like supporting the lifestyle that you want um and I love the connection between like leadership and visibility. Because you were, you mentioned like, you know, using your voice and I feel like that's where the leadership really comes in is where you're having um, those like standout and strong opinions and just sharing your thoughts and that helps you get more visible too. What's, what's your take on that, that connection? Yeah.
0: Definitely. I always, there's a lot of people that tend to like reach out even just casually when they're not inquiring, but they're just like curious about what I do and visibility. And a lot of people love the concept of visibility and being able to just gain all that exposure, get in front of like new people that you're not currently having relationships with or connections with. And I love that. But I always want to take a step back and focus on that leadership aspect. Because what I Love to almost like say, as like advice, if you will, is that what's the point of getting seen and getting more visible if you're not really confident in who you are, in your offers, and what you have to give to this new community? So, being able to feel uh, just happy and confident with yourself and what you have to share is that kind of starting off point. So, when you do get visible, it actually makes a difference, not just for your business in terms of like leads, money, all that good stuff but also in terms of how you're able to serve through let's say the visibility through which can be paid by the way but usually it's free content that you're spreading through the masses through collaborations through partnerships speaking opportunities etc that's going to make a much greater impact for the community that you're serving in that way when you truly um, get comfortable with your own voice so yes I feel like the overlap is almost necessary otherwise you're just spinning your wheels and you're finding more ways to do work that aren't really going to lead anywhere for anybody
1: yeah so when you when your clients come to you and they are looking at like they want to become more visible obviously um what's your like kind of go-to framework or what's your favorite way to find help them find like which way works for them because there's so many different ways that you can become visible. Like you're talking about like collaborations, podcasts, your, you know, a blog or your social media content or whatever it is. And so what, how do you do that with your own clients? Like, how do you help them find the avenue that works best for them?
0: Usually we start with baby steps. So for somebody that hasn't really like stepped into visibility and partnerships and all that kind of stuff, we try and figure out by trial and error, what might light them up. So when I say trial and error, we do a little bit of kind of like digging around to figure out what you enjoy about the current marketing platforms that you're utilizing. Um, So I'll use a quick example. Uh, Personally, for me, I realized just strictly from like a marketing perspective, I kept showing up on social media, and there was certain areas of Instagram in particular that I kept experiencing a lot of resistance around. So, specifically around, I wanna say like a year ago, I was getting so freaking tired of trying to force myself to write captions. And I was just like, but you have to, you have to put content in your feed, people have to be able to share it, has to go viral. Da-da-da-da. I was subscribing to all these rules that I was like imposing on myself. And one day I just realized, I was like, wait how is it that I find more ease within social media? And I realized that nine times out of 10, whenever I went live on Instagram, even though it made me a bit nervous and I felt uncomfortable because sometimes only like one, maybe five people would show up to my live and be like, is this even like worth my time? But like, regardless of those thoughts that were coming up, what I noticed is almost every single time I showed up live, every time it lasted around 15 to 17 minutes. And I was like, how is that a thing? How is it a fact that I can just show up and just talk for that long every single time, even though I technically only have one thing to share, it always spiraled. And what I realized is that social media in itself didn't have to be this complicated thing. It was more that audio-based and video, to some extent, content was what really allowed me to shine and to just kind of go on a riff and not care if it was perfect or not, because it had to be a perfect caption, caption within like a certain amount of like characters or whatever. Um, so that's how I discovered that uh, whether it's guest trainings, podcast interviews, hosting my own podcasts, those were ways for me to show up for my community and for other people that really allowed me to release the pressure, release the need to be perfect, so to speak, which I'm like a recovering perfectionist. So it always creeps up in some way or another. That was how I could become more are visible. So it's essentially that. That's what I recommend to all my clients and what we work through is how can you essentially allow yourself to show up imperfectly? What types of way do you find more fun? And then we figure out ways to leverage those skills and that kind of like power that you have naturally into different types of visibility opportunities.
1: Yeah, I love that. It's it's like figuring out what your strengths are and then using that as your way to connect and become visible and sell. And I've kind of experienced the same thing. Like, I love writing. I, I do love writing captions, but I also love showing up on video. And so, like, I'm always on my stories. Like, that's where I show up. And it's like, it doesn't really matter how many people you have coming. It's, like, more about you're connecting with those people. That's what matters. Is It's about the connection. So, it's not just about getting more visible, I feel like. It's more about doing it in the way that you're connecting with and it's resonating with the right people because those are the people that are going to want to work with you and that you're going to be able to serve and that are going to pay you and that's been my experience so I love getting on video too Um, I've done lives a few times and I feel the same way where I get like nervous but then when I get on I'm talking and I kind of feel like I'm rambling or going on a riff too like you're talking about but then people get on and like they like it and they connect with you because you're being real and it's like you and that's what people want and what they really need is that connection to buy from you and so it's like in a this sea of people like don't be afraid to just be yourself and get on and share and like yeah there's no such thing as as perfection and I'm a recovering perfectionist too so <laughs> I can relate to that um but what are some common things that you hear from your clients as far as like The fear of being visible or being seen like what do they come to you with what do you hear often and how do you work through those things
0: there's a lot of things that come through i want to say i'm going to try and share some like the more common ones so one of the top ones i think would be around being an authority so, it's kind of that leadership that we were talking about, right? And people don't feel that they are that yet, that they are the expert or enough of an expert in order for people to then feel called to reach out, to connect, to inquire, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I love to do in those instances as a starting point is to view authority from a different lens, because that, as just like a word, as a term, it to some extent is a buzzword, right? It's overused, a lot of people use it in their messaging and there's a reason for it, but it also has lost a lot of its meaning. So people attach a lot of power to that, to the fact that you have to be an expert, you have to know everything, you have to look professional, sound professional, all these things but really an authority, the way that I like to see it, it's more about the confidence that you bring, the certainty that you bring in yourself that you have something worth sharing. And it doesn't have to be the most mind blowing thing. Like really, we're just trying to share our journey, our knowledge, even like our personality and like our vibe and what we stand for our values with other people. And when we get to do that, we're bound to inspire people that are either at the same stage in life and journey, maybe a couple of steps behind us. But honestly, I know a lot of people say that like, oh, all you have to do is like, um, you can help up somebody that's like one or two steps behind you, Right but you can actually help so many other people that are ahead of you too. It's all about your spin, your take, your expertise in your specific like niche or industry that is powerful in itself. So it's about being able to um, own that and get more comfortable with it. It's the fact that it's not being hundred percent and perfect and all that. It's just owning what you're all about and allowing yourself and your personality and what you stand for to just uh, shine as corny as that may sound, but that's essentially the gist of it.
1: Yeah. And I love that you brought that up. Cause it's, that's so true as that word, like authority. And we hear it all, all the time in the, in the coaching industry and in the service provider industry. And it does leave you with that, that feeling of like, you have, you're not an, enough of, of something or like mm-hmm. you, you do have to look professional and your content has to like be flashy and, um, you have to be like upbeat and bubbly. And that's like, I know you and I are both more like kind of introverted and like, like we're fun, but we're like a little more, um, I like to say like we're deep thinkers and we're, um, just the way we connect with people is like different. And so that's, I think that was a huge thing that I had to work through, um, when I first started my business a couple of years ago. And it's something I am continually working through because as a more like sensitive kind of introverted person is realizing that I'm the right person for my people Mm -hmm. and I, I don't have to be an authority in the, you know, defined way. Like, yeah, my authority comes from my my life experience and it comes from my experience helping my clients and it comes from my education and it comes from like my own wisdom like just getting on my stories and sharing and like that's what connects with people and so I love that you brought that up and I think that is very very common that people feel like that like they have to be this authority and um so it's nice to know you know that you're not if you feel that way that you're not alone in that and that Mm -hmm. it's okay to be you and however your personality is, and you're going to connect with the right people.
0: Yeah, it's honestly so interesting, because a lot of the times, it will be the most almost like the smallest thing that you didn't even think about that ends up attracting people to you. It's something that they resonated with deeply it can be part of like your journey, your experience, just something that happened the other day, maybe uh, a specific way that you supported a client, but like, I'm like looking back and there was, when I say looking back, I mean to like literally like what, three weeks ago or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on a call and it was not meant to be, um, the way that I was showing up wasn't meant to be, hey, I'm an authority, I'm teaching anything. I was more participating, collaborating with people. And somebody from that call ended up reaching out like two weeks later and signing on to work with me just because of my story. I did not share any advice. I did not share anything about my client results, my results, nothing. It was literally just me talking about my pivoting journey. And they were like, that sounds like exactly what I've been going through. I'm in love with it. Like it just landed. So you get to be a leader instead of let's calling it an authority. You get to be a leader just by being you and sharing your story and sharing your unique perspective and that gets to uh result in something else whether it's booking a client whether it's um booking another visibility opportunity or just connecting with like-minded people right who you might just follow each other and lift each other up in your mutual journeys so yeah when we put so much pressure or so much weight and we put this idea of like somebody that's visible, somebody that speaks, we put them on a pedestal and it becomes this unattainable thing, that's going to make it really hard for us to then um, believe that we're worthy of being in the room and worthy of being on the stage and speaking and all that stuff. I use the term stage loosely. Some people want to speak on the stage, some don't, but it's just one example. But yeah, so we make it this super unattainable and complicated thing when really sometimes all it is is you're just sharing your journey, simple as that. And that's how you start building real genuine connections, which is one of the core parts of leadership anyway. It's being able to like listen and connect with people on like a genuine deeper level as opposed to being this super like distant, um, unrelatable brand or person that nobody can even aspire to be like kind of thing.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, Because, yeah, it's about when you share your story, it's like they it makes people feel seen and like you understand them because, yeah, it's oh, I've been through this, too. I've experienced this, too. Like she gets me. And I think that is worth more. Having somebody understand you and get you is worth more than somebody just giving you like a strategy or like, you know, do this, try this. Like, it's just, it's part of that, like, human desire to be, um, you know, to be, like, connected and that desire we have for belonging. And it's just, like, hardwired into us.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Super small thing. I actually loved how you said earlier, you're probably one of the first people that has said this um how like we're kind of like alike in the way that we process think and like introverts and all that kind of stuff so 99% of the people that like meet me they're like oh you're an extrovert that's why you do visibility that's the way you show up and like I'm an introvert so like I don't get it I don't think it's going to work for me that's one of the main um let's call it the next uh, kind of block that people experience is I they think they're like, too introverted in order to make visibility and collaborations work whereas like I'm a little bit extrovert, I guess at times but I like to call myself self an ambivert because I've got qualities of both introvertedness and extrovertedness and it's like you don't have to be an extrovert like you said you don't have to be bubbly and super loud and all these different like personality traits in order to get seen it's not about that it's about like you and your message and what you have to share and that gets to look like whatever it is
1: that feels the most natural to you yeah I love that and I agree um So on your own, you know, visibility journey and even now, like what comes up for you now when it comes to like putting your face out there, um, putting your voice out there? I know you have a podcast as well, um, but do you still have any fears or thoughts or things that creep in sometimes when it comes to being a leader or being visible that you are comfortable sharing? Yeah, sure.
0: Um, So I think on one hand, there's this pressure as like a self, uh, I can't speak, as a self-proclaimed visibility queen, it's like, well, do I have to be better than what I am now right like do I have to continuously grow and let's say as an example speak at like stages all over the world like what's that next level look like how do you maintain this momentum and this reputation and all that so that's definitely like a thing and time tied into that a little bit um I reached like a stage I want to say Relatively quickly within my visibility journey, where I've been invited to a lot of the opportunities that have come my way versus me having to pitch. But with that said, when opportunities don't come your way, then it's this whole like imposter syndrome. There's like, oh, well, do I have to start pitching myself now? Like, what's happening here? Right? Like, are we backtracking? Um, now, of course, none of us are too good to be pitching ourselves we should always uh, start that conversation and invite ourselves into the spaces that we want to be a part of but the thoughts still come up right you're just like oh like should we be better should we be doing more all that kind of stuff so yeah one thousand percent
1: yeah it's like um the best way I, I can ex- describe it is and I think a lot of high achievers and like perfectionists experience this is where it's like you feel like you not only need to maintain what you've already done or accomplished, but you need to exceed it. Mm -hmm. And then it begs the question of like, but why? And like, for who, like who, who says we need to exceed it? And like, why do we feel that that pressure, you know, to do more, to do better? Um, And I think it is because we're um, high achievers and, you know, we care very much about our work and what we do. And so it's kind of natural to have that feeling of like, what's next? Or what, how can I do this better? And there's nothing wrong with wanting to improve. But yeah, definitely can relate to that um, feeling of like, what's next, especially as uh, for me as a mindset coach, that can come up because um, I'm certified and I have my methods and like frameworks that I use. But then I sometimes I'm like, okay, I need to go back and like, Um, like I was studying NLP, and I'm like, I need to go back and do that more. And then I I need to be able to do, you know, nervous system regulation, I need to be able to do this, and I need to learn hypnosis and all this stuff. And it's like, but do you? Like, is that really, (laughs) you know, you could add it to your toolbox? Sure. But like, do you need that? Mm -hmm. Like, does that make you more of an authority? Does that make you more of an expert? Like, you know, so it's, I can relate to that for sure.
0: Yeah. There's always going to be more. I had this one specific uh, challenge that I did and I leveraged visibility to promote that challenge. And it freaking blew up. Like it was this like mind blowing thing. Like I wasn't expecting, like, I think I was expecting or not expecting. I was hoping for uh, about like a hundred and I was like, okay, best case scenario, like 300 people sign up to this challenge. Right. We ended up hitting like over 1,600 in the first week, I believe. And then by the time it was all done, um, I believe we reached like 1,800 people. So I was like shook to the core and I was like, holy freaking shit. Mm -hmm. And then my business started like growing and pivoting differently and that specific challenge no longer fit within my product suite and my message and all this stuff and it became this like internal battle where it's like well but look at the results like we can leverage that like what if we embed a funnel after that and then we convert that into like passive sales or something what if we then build it and all these ideas were like milling through my brain but then it's like what you were saying earlier that's what really resonated with me it's like well but do you have to and then the other layer is well do you want to like genuinely want to like does that light you up or are you just doing it because of the results and the feeling of like um this sounds like silly but I'm saying it because these are the thoughts that come through right um the guarantee that it's going to be successful and super cool and attractive and whatever Um, but yeah and eventually going through all those motions and almost feeling this nudge where it's like, well, well, you have to, you have to, you have to, ended up making the decision. Well, no, I actually don't have to. And ended up scrapping the thing. And part of me is like sad, bittersweet, like, oh no, like that had so much potential. And the other part is like, you know what? This is making room for a different kind of experience, for something else to come through. So yeah, those thoughts all of the time in weird, I was gonna say weird creative ways, they always end up popping up because it's that, I was going to say insecurity, but it's just, it's the regular, like mindset, like spiral struggles uh, that come in, in waves, depending on what stage of business you're
1: in or what you're working on. Yeah, definitely. And the thing is like, with that challenge that you did, it's like, even though it doesn't fit anymore with what your product suite or whatever, but it's like, you still have all those people that, you know, connected with you and like, they could potentially work with you anyway and that's what I always tell my clients when they're like launching or selling offers and then they feel like it doesn't go the way they wanted or they didn't sell spots or anything I'm like this is not a failure that you are building awareness for your brand and for you and like for your other offers and it happens to me too like where I'll be launching something and maybe I'll get one person in or like nobody signs up but then I launch something else and it's like people sign up and it's because they've been watching And they've been connecting and maybe that offer wasn't right for them, or maybe it wasn't the right time. Like we don't, we don't get to control when people buy all the time. Right. But it's like, you can't think of it as a failure. Like you in the same thing with gaining visibility, like every time you show up or you record a podcast or you do a collaboration, um, it's like paving the way for future opportunities is how I like to think of it. Yeah, uh for everybody like listening right now, I've been nodding like
0: crazy this entire time at everything that Geneva has been saying because it's true. Whether it's a launch or visibility, I love that perspective because something always comes in a weird, creative, unexpected way. And maybe you'll notice it, maybe you won't. If you're open to the possibilities, I'm sure you'll notice it. Um, but yeah, whether it's you launch now and a client comes through in the future, your next launch, or whether it's you launch. X offer today, but instead of somebody signing up for that offer, they sign up for something else. It's still that energy. It's, it's that visibility, that exposure, that momentum that you're building. It leads to something, whether it's immediately in the moment or down the line months to come, like when it comes to visibility specifically, there's been so many instances, like whether it's in my business with clients where they do the visibility event and they have fun. It's amazing. Nothing comes of it. And then six months later, somebody inquires and it's like, oh yeah, like I saw you speak at whatever. And it's like, see? It freaking works like it just things need to take their natural course and it's not always this super fast-paced thing where we see results within five seconds sometimes it is a longer game so you get to do both essentially you get to trust both and trust that it's going to work in one way shape or form even if it's just an experience even if it's just you gaining more confidence in yourself and your voice and more trust that gets to be a win in itself and then you can leverage that for whatever else you do in your business
1: Yeah, that's so true. I love that you said that. Like, it's not just about the people that could possibly inquire, work with you or buy from you. It's also about the experience and like the personal growth and what you learn and what you take away from it. And I think that's what a lot of people can miss or forget sometimes. And it's, it's like you said, if you want to become more visible, like you just have to start like putting yourself out there. You have to start experimenting and like taking those baby steps and like, just just do it. And yeah, you're You might feel nervous or, or like, well, what if I say the wrong thing? Or what if I mess up? Or what if it's not perfect? Well, but what if what you do put out there and what if what you do say is what somebody needs to hear to be like, she's for me. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, it's all about your perspective for sure. Um, so I'm just gonna ask you one more question and then I'm going to let you go. Cause I know you are probably tired cause you've been so busy. <laughs> you recorded another podcast earlier. Um, but I'm really grateful that you came on, that you took the time to chat with me and my audience and share. Um, can you let everyone know how they can connect with you?
0: Yeah, definitely. So I'm usually hanging out on Instagram. It's at Steph Wharton underscore. Uh, with that said, part of my like whole damn vibe movement, and I've been doing a lot of like internal. I don't know, like just like daydreaming, like auditing, figuring out like what works for me or not. I'm totally playing around with, and this feels really weird to say right now, because I haven't quite made this public. Um, but I've been playing around with letting go a little bit of social media. So as much as I'm still going to be on there, probably forever, I definitely recommend people to, uh, check out the fiercely visible CEO podcast as that's something when it comes to marketing, when it comes to connection and being able to share like my knowledge, risk journey, all that fun stuff. I know that that is definitely here to stay. So yeah, check out the podcast, reach out on Instagram. I definitely don't bite. And thank you so much again for hosting for the interview. It's been a lot of freaking fun and I can't wait to chat more with you on Instagram, Geneva. All right. Thank you so much, Steph. Thank you. Don't go yet because I have news. The doors to the whole damn vibe mastermind are opening so freaking soon. This program is for folks who are done with the hustle vibes and are ready to break the rules and lead with self-trust. We'll help you become so confident in your brand essence and leadership to get your mission widely visible by focusing on developing your skills around brand embodiment, leadership and visibility the mastermind include seven months of weekly masterminding daily coaching a curriculum with over 40 lessons and custom challenges and workshops designed to help you expand and create your whole damn vibe lifestyle what's the vibe Finally, experiencing more ease in creating reach, revenue, and rest. Doors open on February 1st and will only be open for about three weeks. Those who join the waitlist and apply before February 7th will lock in $1,000 off the Mastermind investment. Check the show notes to join the waitlist right now, and I can't wait to talk to you soon.